Welcome back to Bodybuilding and BS on Spotify. Today we got a great episode. We're going to talk about downsizing and also Ian Valera's retirement. Before we can do that, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for supporting. Please share this wherever you can. Tag me on Instagram. I'll repost it if you do on my story. And I want to thank my sponsors, Old School Labs, as always. If you guys want to get some of the best supplements on the market and save money, use my code NickBS at OldSchoolLabs.com. And don't forget to get your blood work done. There's not going to be the perfect moment to get your health in order. So go today, call them up, and make sure you guys name drop me to get the best deals possible that day. Aspire Rejuvenation Clinic can serve anyone in the USA. Give them a call today. All right, so today we're gonna to talk about the mental side of downsizing. And remember guys, there's a video attached to this as well. It's not just audio in case you guys are listening to just the audio. You have to download the app on Spotify called Spotify for Podcasters, and you can watch it as well. So Ian Valera announces retirement, and he's gonna be downsizing, obviously. He's not gonna be a professional bodybuilder anymore. And now he's gotta go through this, this path, this, this journey. And it's not going to be easy as he thinks because there's a lot of noise. And obviously, if Ian Valera is going to be in the public eye still, this is going to be a huge variable and him dealing with this as he downsized. This is not going to be easy. If Ian Valera went off the map and just downsized, yeah, you have to deal with some bullshit from your friends and family like, oh, you look so skinny. You look so small. Oh, my God. What happened? Are you sick? All the stupid things will come out of their mouths. Every possible stupid statement in the world will come out of your friends and family's mouth. They'll think something's wrong because now you're down 50 pounds, 60 pounds, and you look drastically different. It's expected. You have to expect that. But, but I have to say, most people don't think about the mental side of things when you're in the public eye and you got to deal with all these idiots and trolls in the comments saying snarky things, wise-ass things. Oh, you're so small. You don't look the same. You look like you're sick. And these are strangers, right? They shouldn't affect you as much as your family and friends, but they typically do because there's hundreds, there's thousands of them, right? Comments every day on everything you post. Everyone's sending you DMs. Are you okay? Did you get hurt? Because not everyone knows maybe Ian Valera retired. Not everyone knows Ian Valera's journey. Not everyone knows Ian Valera's life or whoever this person is that we're talking about that's downsizing if you're in a public eye, it's not easy, especially when you're in this lifestyle your entire life. That's all Ian Valer knows. And this is, goes back to my original statement is that Ian Valer's identity and who he is attached to bodybuilding. As much as people think it's not, it is. This is what he grew up in. That's, that's, not, a, that's not a slant at him. I'm just saying Ian Valer is attached to bodybuilding in a particular way, a unique way. He's a big guy. He was a professional bodybuilder. He was a top bodybuilder in the world. And now he's got to change his entire image because it's time to retire. That's not easy. That's like telling anyone in the professional world, a doctor, a banker, an accountant, a lawyer, oh, yeah, by the way, we're ripping your identity out of you today. And you have to change who you are and who you've been your entire life. That's how drastic it is. And some people may not think it is, but it is. And any professional athlete, not just bodybuilding, has to go through this. Football, basketball, whatever, baseball, whatever sport you're talking about. Your identity is attached to your career. What do you think it isn't? Those two things are interconnected. And when you have to deal with changing like that 
and you're not accustomed to it, you can't deal with the backlash, you can't deal with the comments, you can't deal with the, I guess, call it negativity, it's a whole nother journey within itself. And the, the only reason I know so much about this, I'm not trying to be cocky or, or come off as I'm Mr. Know-it-all, I went through it. Yeah, and I'm still going through it eight years later. People still say stuff about me being smaller than what I was when I was a bodybuilder. It's still there today, eight years later. So imagine, Ian's probably thinking, oh, I'm going to be done with this bullshit in a couple months or maybe a year. I'll be, I'll get you know harassed by these people. It will go on pretty much the rest of your life. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to go on the rest of my life now. But it's already eight years removed. People still say snarky stuff to me all the time. So why would I think it's going to go away ever at this point, right? So Ian has to understand this is going to be the hardest part of his journey in life is dealing with that. And whether he wants to admit it or not, it's part of it. And it gets to you eventually. I'm not saying it's going to break him. I'm not going to say it's going to take him down. I'm not going to say anything's going to happen to him. It's just something I wanted to speak on because a lot of people deal with this. Whether you compete at that level or not, if you have to downsize for some reason, whether you get injured, you get sick, you don't have the time to work out, you don't want to do it anymore, and you're just like, I hate it, you're going to have to deal with it. It's part of it, male or female. This is not just for males. This is for anyone. And if you're a professional athlete, well, now you're losing that attention, that spotlight on you if you're a professional athlete. No one gives a flying fuck what you're doing anymore. And Ian's got to care about that as well. That's another thing he has to worry about, another variable on top of the downsizing, like, why are people going to tune to what Ian Valera is doing now since he's retired? What reason do they have to care to check on Ian now since he's not competing? Because that's who his identity was attached to. And this goes back to what I originally said once again. Who is Ian Valera at the core now? Because everyone tuned to Ian because he would compete and they want to see if he made progress, his journey. People are tuned into that. But why are they going to care about what he says now or does? He's not competing. So now his engagement is going to drop until he figures out his next step in life. And maybe he's got to figure it out. Maybe I don't know. But I'm saying this is your thing. These are things you have to deal with. This is real life. And whether you're Ian or me or just someone else, it's part of the journey. And it's not easy to deal with. You're going to have to figure out certain ways to deal with certain things, whether you block it out, you don't read it, you don't um, indulge in it, you don't engage in it. You have to figure it out what's best for your mind and what's healthy for you. What worked for me probably won't work for Ian. What worked for Ian probably won't work for me. So you have to figure out, okay, do I just not post for a while? Do I post and just keep it going and, and pretend like it doesn't bother me? Do I engage with it? Do I not engage with it? You have to figure out how much you want to release that and deal with it. And you could deal with it as much as you want and don't want. What I did was very easy. I wasn't in any rush to downsize. So I had no reason to just drop a ton of size out of nowhere. For me, it looks like looking at Ian's journey, he's trying to drop size really quick for some reason. I don't know if it's health-related, personal-related, uh, injury-related. I don't know. He just looks like he wants to get the size off quickly. That's something I'd probably be a little hesitant on if I'm Ian, especially looking at this like zoomed out. The way Ian's mind works He's got to deal with a lot of bullshit if he downsides quick. People are going to say some horrible stuff. Horrible stuff. But that's the fucking, that's what he's got to deal with. This is the fucking, the, the, the hole he dug for himself. If he wants to downsize that quick, 
Well, people are going to say, oh, it's all drugs. Oh, what were you sick? Oh, are you, something wrong? People are going to speculate a bunch of stuff. Unless he addresses it and says why he's doing it, then maybe some people will see it, but not everyone's going to see that. My advice to Ian would be downsize slowly. What's the rush? You've been this big for how long? Now all of a sudden you want an emergency hit the brake, emergency brake, and you want to stop building muscle and just shrink all of a sudden? Like, why do you need to do that? Like another couple months or a year, whatever it is, the downsize slowly is not going to put any more stress on your body than you already have. Like, you're not going to cause any more damage to yourself if you just do it slowly at this point. That's my advice. I didn't downsize fast at all. I took a long time to downsize. I did it very slow and meticulous because I wanted to retain my muscle. I didn't want to wither away to anything. And I knew pulling all those drugs out, I'm going to lose that initial look, that feeling. And that's another thing you got to deal with is that training in the gym is not the same. Working out is not the same. Your mindset is not the same. Those drugs are powerful. As I talked about in yesterday's podcast, not only do they change you physically, they change you mentally. The way you approach a set, the way you approach a workout, the way you feel, the way you recover, your whole entire mindset's different when you're off all those drugs. And I don't know if Ian's familiar with that. He hasn't probably been off in years, probably a decade. He doesn't know what that's like training natural or on just TRT. You have to have now the willpower and desire to go to the gym yourself. It's not the drugs telling you to go to the gym anymore. And that's a whole nother relearning lesson you have to talk about. We'll talk about that separately. That's a whole nother world you have to deal with because now the, the motivation is not just there automatically. You got to look for it. You got to have a reason. You got to have a purpose. You have to like really convince yourself to get your ass off that couch and go to the gym. You're like, okay, what am I really doing this for now? And it took me a while to get around that circle. It's a long journey, but eventually you find it hopefully, right? But Ian seems like he's in a rush to get the size off. So that's number one, that red flag for me. I would do it slowly so you retain muscle. You still look good. You don't look unhealthy. You're not like drawn in. Your muscles aren't deflated like a balloon, just like suck the air out of it. And also dealing with clothing, finding clothes to fit, the way you look in clothes, the way people look at you in public. It's different. When you're that big, everyone is gawking at you. Every single person you walk by is looking at you two times, three times. Because they typically don't see people that big. And that's just the nature of bodybuilding. If you've been that big, you understand what I'm talking about. People look at you. So now all of a sudden you go out in public, no one's looking at you. No one's double looking, triple looking, coming up to you for a photo. No one cares to talk to you about who you are. You just blend in with the masses now because you're just a regular fucking Joe. That's also a learning lesson you have to deal with. Because before I would go out, Everyone and their fucking mother, and it was annoying to me. I never was excited to do this. Everyone and their mother, if I wore a t-shirt that was a little too tight, it was over. Forget about it. If I wore baggy stuff, I can kind of, not hide, but blend it a little better. The people wouldn't buy, I might be, come off as like a fat guy, right? Maybe. But even then, people would still annoy the fuck out of me. Like, oh, what do you do? Do you play football? Do you play hockey? Are you a baseball player? It's so annoying. I would just, every time I go out and make up a new story, I'd be like, yeah, I'm a baseball player. Yeah, I'm a football player. Yeah, rugby. Like, I would just say the most random things because it was annoying. I didn't want to deal with it. Ian's got to deal with that now. Clothing. When you go shopping, you're going to be buying, you know, from 4XL I was wearing. He's probably wearing like 3XL, probably 4XL and stuff. He's a big boy buying double X and then XL. And now I'm down to larges. 
I could probably fit in a medium if I want to. That's the reality of it. But when your whole entire wardrobe is 4XL, look, imagine this, picking up a 4XL shirt in your closet and holding up your large. <laughs> it's literally four of them. Four of them. Pants, your legs. It's, it's not easy. Or your underwear. Nothing fits now. Nothing. You have to buy a whole new wardrobe. You know how many new wardrobes I bought over the last eight years? I probably bought a new wardrobe every year since I've been downsizing because your body is continuously changing. It's fluctuating so much the first couple of years. You're going to have to deal with that. Sleeping will be different. Sex will be different. Your showers will be different. Your shitting will be different. Everything will be different. You have to reimagine your life now smaller. It's a whole entire, how do I call it? It's a 180. Like, it's like putting your entire life in a washing machine and turning it on and then turning it off and like, okay, where do I start? It's all fucking fucked up. It's upside down. It's all over the place. You don't know what direction's right. You don't know what direction's up, down, left, right. You have no idea what's going on. And it, it's a whirlwind of emotions because you're like, now you start second guessing yourself. And then this is the fucked up part. Full circle. You start feeling good about yourself, and then you'll get these idiots, whether they're friends or family or comments, start digging at you. And you're like, no, I feel really good now. I think I could do this again. Because now your ego starts talking, and your ego's talking to you, but now you're also trying to be smart about what you want to do with your life and be healthy. And you're like, maybe I could do it again. Maybe I could do classic. Maybe I could just go back once. I feel so good now. And you start really juggling these ideas in your head. And that goes on for forever, I think. Not that I even wanted to compete ever in the last like three, four years. I didn't even think about it. But I'm always like, if I get better, I'm still only 35, 36. I could still do it. Guys are competing in their 40s. Oh, I still got four more years. It's still there. The door's still open a little bit. Meanwhile, my, I'm not, I have zero ambition to compete. But I'm just saying, it still goes through your mind. These are still little battles you have to deal with mentally. And I just hope Ian's able to deal with it. Anyone out there that's going through it, I hope you're able to deal with it. It's not easy. Talk to people, talk to your friends, talk to your lovers, and deal with the way you need to deal with it. Don't look at someone else's way they retired and say, I'm going to do that. That looks good. Take pointers from it. Try things. Feel things out. See how you respond to it. You're going to notice very quickly if you can handle things and not, and you can't handle things. And you just have to take it day by day. Don't try to rush it. Don't think like getting there quicker is going to be better for you. Take your time. Do it slowly. Do it healthy. Because downsizing a lot of muscle, guys, just to give you a heads up, is not healthy either. It puts a lot of stress on your kidney and liver. A ton of stress. Breaking down all that muscle is completely toxic to your kidney and liver. So remember, being catabolic is not good either. Just like in prep, if you're going to crash diet for a show – Taking that much weight off is not healthy. And when it's muscle, it's even more unhealthy. So don't think that's healthy either. There's also the other side of that coin that you have to think about. <clears throat> My advice would be to Ian or anyone, downsize slowly, do it carefully, have a plan, have like a six-month plan, a 12-month plan, 18-month plan. I want to become this size or do this or be this athletic or be this flexible, whatever your goal is. Map it out so you have some direction. If you don't have any direction, 
you're never going to do it the right way. You're going to be all over the place. You're going to forget what you did. You're not going to have any sense of direction when you wake up every day. And that's super important to have a goal. If you don't have a goal as a bodybuilder, that one track mind, I'm going to put everything into one thing, you're going to be lost. So if you have a goal, at least focus on like, this is what I'm going to do in six months, 12 months, whatever, you'll be much better off. Hope you guys learned something from this. Good luck, Ian. It's a rocky road. It's, it's a lot of fun, but it's rocky. And you're going to be much happier in the end for sure. Thank you guys for tuning in. Share it. Tag me on Instagram. See you guys later.